1: It's the Garnet Trust Hour. On your home of the Gamecocks.
0: 107.5 The Game. All right, and welcome in. It's the Garnet Trust Hour Tuesday episode. Chris Clark here inside the Herndon Chevrolet Studios here on 107.5 The Game, and I'm joined by another special guest from Gamecock football is Stone Blanton, sophomore linebacker. Appreciate you being on, Stone. How you doing, man?
1: Yeah, man, I appreciate you all having me. I'm, I'm super excited to be here.
0: Yeah, you, uh been a busy man. We were talking about that before we came on air here. You uh, just finished up the spring game, so a lot to get into. Some football talk, some baseball talk, some golf talk, yeah, I'm sure yeah. we'll have. And we'll talk about your experience here at South Carolina as a student athlete, too. So we'll go for the next hour or so here on 107.5 The Game. Appreciate everybody listening uh Stone, so yeah, big big event this past weekend. Big weekend in Columbia with the big game cock weekend, lots of sporting events, activities, the cocky trot. We're actually joking with the uh station director Terry Ford a minute ago about that. Wes Mitchell very high on himself right now because of the time he ran in the cocky trot. Uh you and I abstained you you had things to do. I had no excuse. I didn't run it this year. <laughs> you were getting ready to play in a football game, so it wouldn't have been smart to run a five K. But uh, could you put up a decent time or no? Oh, man.
1: In a 5K, probably not. Probably uh, no, not even going to pretend. Yeah, I just, we're pretty much bursting for speed, and then most I'll run is 300 yards in one set, so. 300 yards in a set. Yeah, that's that's <sighs> kind of our, our max for distance training and stuff like that.
0: That sounds pretty bad, though.
1: Cause you're, yeah, like, it does. Are mean. you going? Yeah, you're going pretty fast. I mean, you're trying to try Three to quarters, no, it's pretty much it's a supposed to be a full out sprint. Yeah, you got you got like a minute
0: to make it. So that's a, is that a gasser?
1: Uh, it kind of works like a gasser. Yeah, you have a set, and then you do something else after your set of running,
0: and then do it all over again for probably four sets. Is that on the uh, Friday? workouts. In Friday the worst day of off season uh, workouts. Fridays,
1: I mean they're all rough, you know, so they like they <laughs> they,
0: all they, wear, they wear they know. wear us
1: out, but Fridays are typically like the more creative
0: days, I guess. Uh, oh they, yeah,
1: they find something special to to try to break us, but I don't uh, know, they're all pretty rough to me.
0: <laughs> I remember uh, Trey Knox, you know, uh tied in transfer from Arkansas. We were talking to him and you know He's a big dude. He obviously yeah. has worked out in a college weight program for a while, but he was like, man, when I got to South Carolina, I'm like, what is this stuff even that we're doing? Oh, you know, just like made-up stuff.
1: Yeah, they, they make us do some crazy stuff. I'm sure a lot of people saw the videos of us having like grit night or whatever <laughs> where we're we're digging a bucket out of five feet of sand and, and trying to pull it out and then carry it to the stadium with a the, with the partner and it's full of water and you're trying to make it a mile pretty much, probably a little over a mile going up the stadium. all that so they make us do some wild stuff but
0: but you know you you do hear coaches and sometimes players but you hear coaches say a lot you know we're gonna put the players through this type of training so that the game is easy now i know a football game is far from easy (laughs) but do you but do you think there's some credence to that
1: yeah no doubt i mean the stuff they put us through is probably harder than football i mean yeah which i think um kind of give credit to the strength staff like a lot of stuff they do Builds like great mental toughness because you have to be extremely tough because you're you're facing a strike penalty every time you go out there where you can get kicked out of the lift, um, and so if you don't you know perform you're you're done, you're done for the day and you have to come back and do it again. So, they create you know com- competitive uh, situations and they also create you know tasks where you have to be really tough and get through it and you know you have to dig deep with yourself and then after you dig deep with yourself you got to dig deep with teammates to make sure you all finish.
0: So, how do you feel? right now in year two compared to where you were like last season going into you know year number one just mentally physically just emotionally you know just like adapting to the college lifestyle oh man it's 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 such a big jump
1: from where i from where i am now than where i was i mean i i wasn't very confident coming in um i didn't know a lot of people here um so i was i'm pretty shy normally mm-hmm. um until so i get to know you then i kind of open up um, so it really helps to kinda of have that year um under the belt and now, you know, great friends with the straight and crap straight staff. Um, got Tanner, Luke, um, super close with them. We all got we all got golf golf buddies, um, go out and play on the weekends. Like it's just so much better of a time now, um, just by the social aspect. Um, and then the football, I mean, it's it's night and day. Um once you kinda of get the defense you understand it, you're able to play really fast, but if you don't know what you're doing, you're out there looking dumb, you know. So <laughs> It's it's such a big difference from where I am now than where I was when I came in.
0: Let's um look back on your time, because something you said jog my memory on this. I mean, you're obviously from a state that the University of South Carolina, in football at least, I mean, they don't recruit a ton, <clears throat> a ton from the state of Mississippi. I mean, it's just the reality. I think we've seen more of that, like, following Wes and I, following the 2024 class in 2025, like you're starting to see some more offers go out, some more guys visiting. They don't recruit that state a lot. So let's look back on your recruiting process a lot. When you look back on that now, were you like, wow, that was kind of a big leap, like to leave the state of Mississippi <laughs> and go to South Carolina?
1: Yeah, that was, that was a huge leap. And uh, I was twisting and turning for <laughs> nights on end, just trying to figure out a decision and trying to come to it because – you know the easy decision would be to stay in state yeah um, do what everybody wanted and kind of just be in the same bubble I had a lot of high schoolers that were gonna go to miss State or old miss um and so the easy thing would just be to stay home um but I really just you know felt God touched my heart that I needed to leave and and try something new and be different and you know it's it's been such a blessing that I was able to to get out and go and come here so
0: I do think that's interesting that you. Said that you're like more of a shy, like a little bit more yeah. of a reserved person, and you made that big leap. You know, did you have any moments where you got here as a freshman? And you're like, what exactly did I get myself into? Type of thing. <laughs> like, like I mean, you could say it now. I mean, I, yeah. I had them, and I was down the road. I mean, right. I'm from the upstate of South Carolina, and sometimes I'm like, ooh, like this <laughs> is a little far, like two hours away. You know, like it's a little far.
1: I mean, to be honest, from the day I got here. Tanner Bailey, he was my roommate. Um, We hit it off great. And so I think without him, I would have had a lot of those experiences. But being able to go through that with him, he was from Alabama. He had never been to South Carolina. Like he signed um, without seeing it. So having him there and he was going through the same stuff that I was, like we just made it a really fun time that, you know, we knew we had each other going through the same stuff so we could always talk to each other. And um, when it got really hard, we, we were fine and able to fight through it. And,
0: you know, now we're loving it here, and, you know, couldn't be happier. Yeah. So y'all just got kind of just randomly placed together as roommates.
1: Pretty at much. 650.
0: At 650, we got randomly placed. and Who who was it that first year? You and Tanner. That was it. it. That was it. Just was y'all, too. Yep. Okay. Yeah. He's a, all right, so let's go ahead and get this out of the way. We were talking about it before. <laughs> so Tanner was on with uh, Wes last week, and um, w- better golfer. You're Tanner.
1: Uh, you know, he's going to always say that he's better than me, but I mean, there's some rounds to prove it. So, um, that I can definitely, definitely beat him. Um, but we'll have to get a, get a match recorded officially. So yeah, I can stop all the, all the noise talk.
0: Well, and it and maybe like a best out of three or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can just play nine not or one 18. Match. It can't be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be like a tournament. Exactly. Um, what about, well, what about the different categories? Let's dive a little deeper. So. You can outdrive him, oh yeah okay well he he
1: if he gets on one you know he drives it pretty far but he didn't yeah he didn't, he didn't compete with my driver yeah so where are you deficient compared to him Oh his short game is a lot better than mine I will say that, but we did do a range session so he he got me right on the short game so okay kind of up there with him now but so you're he's, feeling he's better still, about it feeling a lot better but he's still he still got me beat by a good bit on the short game
0: where where all have you like where's the best place that you've played? Oh, man, I, I, I think my favorite one here is Cobblestone, for sure. That's That place is
1: awesome. I love going out there and playing. Um, We've played Oak Hills, Golden Hills,
0: Charwood. Um, he's played a few more. I think he played Woodlands. Um, he played anywhere like, you know, like famous golf course out of the state or anything?
1: Um, my home golf course that I'm a member of is Jackson Country Club, which is where yeah. they play Sanderson Farm, and Sergio Garcia won that um, a couple of years ago. So that's, that's probably, I mean... Old Waverly's down in Mississippi. We have some good golf in, in Mississippi. Yeah, so. it was it was kind of that was a big leap coming from Mississippi to here because I was surrounded by these nice courses that I could get into, and up here I don't have as many connections <laughs> to get into those places. Make so. them now I know, yeah. so it's a lot harder to get out and play. But do you um, know anybody that's played Augusta National? Coach Beamer. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say about, he's about the only one that I think I
0: have asked that would would have played. I've I've talked to some people that have played it and they like talked to somebody recently who had played it and they were like i uh, literally like couldn't sleep the night before because yeah. they like stayed on the grounds you know <laughs> and everything and they were just maybe next time beamer plays you can like somehow I know. bribe I'm about
1: him just, <laughs> i'm gonna do something
0: it, it, that would be a popular ask car. like yeah. if, if beamer was like all right guys you know he announces to the team like, <laughs> i can take one guy to augusta oh, like man. the line he would get absolutely <laughs> mobbed it'd be crazy we have, we'd have to
1: have a whole tournament you tanner
0: spencer would want to go
1: mitch kai i mean the specialists love some golf we actually had a tournament the other day it was a three versus three scramble we did tanner me uh spencer versus mitch kai and hunter rogers yeah and uh you know we took them down it was quite the upset. really yeah. yeah yeah we took them down at cobblestone so they're okay. gonna they're okay pretty, they're pretty salty about it so we'll have to get a rematch <laughs> to get a rematch for yeah. sure is
0: is kai the best on the team
1: Kai's pretty Ty's pretty solid. I mean, he, he, he made some some great shots um when we played him the other day. So. Lefty or
0: righty? He's a righty. Yeah. Tanner's okay. only lefty. Tanner's a lefty with the golf yeah, club. Kai's a, a righty. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I know, because Kai kicks left foot or whatever. He left foot. Is he left handed? No, he throws right-handed. right handed. That's right. I should have known from all, all right. of he's the <laughs> touchdown passes <laughs> he, he throws. Right a little bit. <laughs> all right. Th- got a Stone Blanton here on the Garnet Trust Tower. Here on 107.5 The Game, Tuesday edition of the show. Thanks for listening along. Take a quick time out. Back on the other side, more with Stone Blanton. We're going to talk about Gamecock football, spring game, and much more. It's 107.5 The Game.
1: The Garnet Trust Hour. On your home of the Gamecocks.
0: 107.5 The Game. All right, back in live from the Chetty Chevy Studios. It is Chris Clark on the Garnet Trust Hour. 107.5 the game i'm here with stone blanton go for about the next 45 minutes or so on a trust hour of course tuesday and thursday from 10 to 11 here on 107.5 the game all right stone so we we kind of teased it a little bit uh big weekend with the spring game first of all how, how do you feel post spring are you beat up you feel pretty good how are you
1: uh, i feel great <laughs> i mean it was it was definitely a lot um but I enjoyed every bit of it and it was a great learning experience because this is my first spring football you yep. know, ever, um, for me. So, uh, I think it was, it was huge for my game and you know, I'm glad I did
0: it. So last year, like you said, you were, um, a summer enrollee, So you didn't get that, you know, benefit of going through spring football. What was that? Looking back, was that a little bit more of a, like, did you get on campus and go, wow, like I feel behind, you know, because you got there in the summer Getting there, like, last year when I came in, I didn't think that.
1: But now that I've gone through spring, <laughs> right. it's it's an unbelievable, like, step up to be able to do that. But in the same time, having your last semester of, of high school is also, you know, where you build a lot of memories and stuff like that and had baseball and all that going on. So, um, you know, I don't think I would, would change it. Yeah. Um, but it is it is unbelievable advantage to have spring football.
0: What's the biggest difference in you... Um, and we talked about, you know, just adjusting, knowing the playbook more. But what's the, the single biggest difference in you from year to year, just from where you were last summer to where you are now, kind of heading into the summer after the spring?
1: I would say confidence. I mean, coming in, I wasn't very confident in mm-hmm. um, what I was doing just because of um, physically where I was. I um, didn't feel like I was strong enough, fast enough, all that. And then mentally, I didn't know the playbook as well. Um, I studied, you know, religiously and still was was falling short. And uh, now it's just I have so much more confidence in myself and being able to go out there and play. Um, and having that game, in-game experience, um, it wasn't much, but it was, it was enough to kind of show me what it was, uh, what it was all about to play in SEC. And I think I have a lot of confidence in myself now and believe that I can go out there and play with them and do the best that I can.
0: So one of the storylines, and Coach Beamer's actually mentioned this, is how you kind of trimmed up some, like this season. Now, you were listed correct me if I'm wrong same weight like on the spring roster Mm -hmm. at least as last year um so is it more you're just same weight different body composition or did you lose a little gain a little
1: when I came in um it hadn't even been a year since my surgery so I was still kind of recovering from that um and then also like when I got here there was so much food available (laughs) and they were just I mean, they were adamant about, you know, getting enough food and eating yeah. a lot because we're losing. I had an Apple Watch. We were tracking that. It was like 15,000 calories a day that you're losing, and you're running all over the place doing a lot of stuff, and so I just, I mean, I ate whatever I wanted because I thought that's, you know, what we were being told to do is eat whatever you want. Whatever they have is, is good for you, and, you know, it turns out that is that is not the case. <laughs> you uh you definitely still have to watch what you eat, and you want to eat a lot cleaner Um, when you first come in, which is some of the stuff I would tell the younger guys is like, if you're not trying to gain weight, you you can't eat, you know, everything they're giving us, you know, there's certain meals they make for, for different body types. And you got to be careful about what you eat because it will, you know, change your body composition. And that's kind of the biggest thing that I've learned from nutrition side was just watching what I eat and eat the right stuff that they do give us.
0: So if you're a linebacker, like you are receiver, don't get an offensive line.
1: Yeah, don't get an offensive line. line. Line, yeah, stay stay away from their
0: line. I, I cannot imagine how much <laughs> those guys eat. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. They eat a, they eat a bunch, <laughs> like not like to the point of eating not being enjoyable. Yeah, think, for I, the most part, I agree. Like peanut butter with a spoon, like taking it down. Yeah, yeah. a lot
1: of those guys are naturally huge too, so it's just <laughs> yeah. that helps. But them dudes eat like crazy.
0: What um, when you first got here, so give us kind of a run like. Can you give us an example like eating day slate when you first yeah. got here versus maybe sample eating day yeah. slate now? That's easy.
1: When I first <laughs> when I first got here, I, I ate the same thing every day and it was Really grits. I eat the same thing now too every day. I'm very like strict about what I eat. Okay. And back then I thought it was good for me, but now I see that I was it was not. I would eat like bunch of grits, a bunch of eggs, a bunch of bacon, sausage, load up hash browns, like just make sure I have plenty of nutrients or whatever I thought um, to get to the workout and then um cup of yogurt, something like that, fruit, um, just kind of load up on all that and then you go out and you practice or whatever and it stays on. You can go eat lunch and lunch is they offer in flat pizzas. They're offering like all these delicious meals, the fried chicken, you know, they got stuff like that, but they also have like the grilled chicken and the rice, I'm like, I don't want that. I mean, they got all this stuff. I mean, they're serving it. We can eat it. And so I would just fall into that, eat, you know, two or three slices of pizza, take that away. And I was just loading up. And I think the heaviest I got was like 240, and it was just way too heavy. And that's when I kind of found those. I was like, well, I got to I gotta change something. So now every morning I eat um, two, two egg omelets um, with turkey bacon, turkey sausage in them and then I eat two slices of peanut butter toast with strawberries on it. I mean, I eat it, I eat it every single breakfast. And then um, lunch is always a chicken, either grilled or if it's steak or whatever we have, it's, it's grilled, everything. And then some kind of carb, which is usually rice or potatoes, and then try to eat a bunch of greens. And It's usually my lunch and dinner.
0: Do you, it's Lunch and dinner is about the same thing?
1: Oh, yeah. Load up on protein and have some carbs and greens in there.
0: No, um protein
1: shakes i usually do as a snacks in between meals so protein shake in between meals with some yogurt or something that's a big difference well that's a, it's a huge difference do you feel
0: better oh yeah like, i feel a lot better and what so what are you said the heaviest you got was 240 was that in that was before was the, in season? the summer Yeah, was in, in the summer. summer okay so you probably yeah. lost some during the season yeah. right because yeah. you're just that's what everybody always says like you can yeah I lost it's some hard lot. to like you're not gaining
1: weight during the season i ended up at the start of the season i was like 235 236 around there then when i finished the season i was like 232
0: and what are you now i'm about 232 231 but the body composition is like i lost different i think i lost like
1: six or seven pounds of fat and then gained almost 10 pounds of muscle like it was it was a big difference just by changing my nutrition because we do we do the work to get to whatever body composition you want it's just a matter matter of if you're disciplined you know with what you
0: eat yeah i see and i think that's maybe a misconception that I'll even put myself in that camp, like, with the misconception of, you know, you guys have a lot of resources, right, Mm -hmm. as football players, but you still have to be disciplined. Like, it's not like there's somebody sitting there saying, okay, Stone, sit down, here's your meal, (laughs) right? Like, I mean, (laughs) they make all this stuff for you, but you still have to go and, all right, I could eat all of this stuff right here that's (laughs) terrible, or I could scale it back and, like, do it myself. A good
1: example is, like, they gave us $87 or whatever on a red card, and that gives you kind of access to, like, Foods on there is like Moe's, yeah, Jersey Mike's, um firehouse subs and then like eighteen oh one grill or something like that. Um and then you also can use it um to go buy groceries and so in that grocery list you can put whatever you want on there That's yeah. food. So you could end up getting nothing but muffins and cookies, you know, if you're not careful. I think Tanner one time went and ball when he first got here and it was like a whole rack of a whole candy rack. I mean, we had we had it loaded up full of candy. I didn't really touch candy, but um, that's just one of the examples you can use. If you're not careful and disciplined, you can
0: kind of lose your body composition. Kudos to you for not being a candy guy. That's, <laughs> like, my big vice. Yeah. Like, I don't eat a lot. Like, not like, like, if you put a chocolate bar in front of me, like, I'm not really tempted. Like, I may eat right, it. But, yeah. like, if there are some um, Sour Patch Kids, yeah, gummy yeah. bears, That's I'm done. True, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're I'm Skittles or something probably just easy. Don't, Y'all don't yeah. have candy jars in the facility, do you? No, we don't. We All don't right, that's, this. At least yeah. y'all don't have that. I'm kind of surprised <laughs> about the amount of fried chicken. Yeah, I mean,
1: I mean, it has some good values. Like, you can you can eat it, but... Don't tell you, me that. When I you're been, eating, like... Eat more of it. <laughs> <laughs> when you're trying to gain weight, I mean, it's you can it has good protein in it, whatever, and you can use the fried as a carb and just not load up on carbs. But, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If you eat it, fried chicken, mac and cheese... Potatoes, you know, you get the the big soul food plate. Yeah, you, know, you can get in, you can get in some trouble with that. You get so. the soul
0: food body. Yeah, <laughs> you need the soul food. That's right. All right. So now that you're done, and I promise we are going to get to spring football, spring game, and the season. Just got a lot of territory to dive into here. Let's answer this question. I know that you focused all spring on football. Didn't do anything baseball. Is that the case going forward? All football and no baseball. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that kind um, of the plan? Or are you just gonna kind of constantly assess that? Uh, it kind of just constantly assesses. I mean, yeah.
1: I still have the relationship with the baseball guys. I mean, yeah. we've stayed in touch a little bit. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, uh, I did find out you know my shoulder was was torn and stuff like that. So it definitely has some some issues there with being able to play baseball at a high level. Yeah. Um, with the torn when on your throwing arm is is kind of kind of tough. So. But, you know, right now it's kind of football only. Yep. Uh, that's just my mindset because um, I know, you
0: know, I want to compete uh, at the highest level that I can. So, that's where I am. All right. Stone Blanton here in studio with us on the Garnet Trust Hour on 107.5 The Game. Going to take a, take a quick timeout back on the other side. We're going to get Stone's thoughts on the annual Garnet and Black game, his first spring, even though it's year two. First spring in Columbia, now in the books. We'll get his thoughts and more. Stay tuned to 107.5 The Game. We'll be back on the other side.
1: It's the Garnet Trust Hour. On your
0: home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. All right, Chris Clark here from the & Chevy Studios. It's the Garnet Trust Hour here on Tuesday. We go every Tuesday and Thursday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Special guest today is Gamecock football Stone Blanton. And uh, Stone, we're going to get now into... Your thoughts on the spring, how everything went, Garnet and Black game. First thing I want to get from you, the crowd on Saturday was, was pretty big. Oh, uh, man, it was huge. Announced it's mean, 51,000. Yeah, that's unreal. Last year, they underestimated, in my opinion, the crowd. I think it was a little bit bigger. I think they only announced 20-something thousand. Oh, well, I was
1: definitely bigger than that. Bigger than I was there. there. You? Yeah, yeah. you were there as a recruit. Yeah. This year, fifty-one. That On looks, the nose. That sounds pretty good. I mean, they were they were packed in there.
0: The Gamecock walk. Yeah, looked was, almost like a game.
1: I was not expecting that. That's that's for sure. Um, they definitely blew us out of the water with that. So we were so thankful for them and everyone that came out to support us. That was that was awesome.
0: The uh, shattered the attendance, the official attendance record at USC for a spring game. I think the previous high was y'all don't quote me on this somewhere around 38,000 or so that was in 2005 the first year that Steve Spurrier uh, was going to be the coach of the South Carolina Gamecocks so that's yeah. heck of a heck of a mark there. there was a I covered the didn't cover the program but I was actually here I was as a student um, in 2005 and there was a lot of excitement going into that year too so similar vibe now um, what's your big picture assessment of the spring now that you finished it up just Let's start with you individually. I know you hit on how you just feel a lot more comfortable, a lot more confident, but do, do you feel like you're a better player now than you were?
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the things we're doing in, in camp is is to help us um, improve every aspect of our game, You know, whether it's individual drills or going against a team or building the relationship with the guys sitting next to you that you haven't necessarily played with because um, there's a lot of new faces out there because um, you have a new team every time you, you roll around. So um, you got to be able to build that connection with the guys to your left and to your right so that's
0: just kind of you know my assessment of what i've been doing yeah well and i think you might be able to chalk this up to you know the changes that we were talking about in the last segment to your body composition but to me you looked quicker faster i mean do do your numbers like i know y'all track everything in the off season during during spring ball but do you feel like you're getting to your spots quicker like do you feel better moving around even
1: yeah, I feel better moving around, but even with even with that, I mean, I think a lot of it was just knowing where to go and yeah. Like a, like last year I was kind of like a robot. Like I I knew my responsibility, I knew what I had to do and I would just only do that, but now this year I know how to kind of play off each other. Um so you can kind of you don't have to necessarily bury yourself into the play or you can stay playable as we like to say and you can make a play without, you know, completely taking yourself out of play with with doing your job. Instead, you can do your job and yeah, you know, end up making the players get you play
0: football. Yeah, basically right. be more of a football player. Right. Um. So tell us a little bit about some of your teammates that like you've got some new faces. Like you said, um, Brad Johnson, Sharad Green played a lot of football. I Think they were here for thirty years, and they're <laughs> they're gone now. <laughs> um, so guys like you, Mo, when he comes back fully from the knee injury um Debo Williams there's a bunch of guys I don't want to leave anybody out so I won't try to name them all but you guys are they're counting the team obviously is counting on, on you to take a step forward so how do you feel about the linebacker room and just how you guys are progressing now
1: yeah our linebacker room is super close I mean we got a lot of guys in there that can play really good football um you know we have a deep room uh and we really trust each other to go out there and play like the new guys Pup and Jaron they come in um Jaron transferred in from Ole Miss yeah. he's had kind of a First-year college experience, Um, he's a really good player. Pup is also a really good player. He plays pretty similar to me just because he's a perfectionist. Um, He wants to do everything right. So, you know, we would sit up in the the meeting room sometimes for two hours just going on run fits and stuff like that just to kind of help him out, help each other out, and, you know, see what he's doing wrong, see what he can get better at. Um, And he's come a long way just in the four weeks that we had spring. Um, He's a great player. They both are. Um, Jaren's also come a long way. Um, kinda learning a new system is hard. Um he's done a great job of that. And then, you know, you got kind of the older guys in there like Bam, Debo and Mo, um, that are, you know, also helping coach these guys and uh they're playing really good football themselves. Um, Debo is so violent out there. That dude will hit anything that comes in his way. Um he's a great player. Bam is phenomenal, love Bam. Um, love the way he plays. He's a long, long guy that can Rush the edge, play middle linebacker, cover, you know, routes. He's a good player. And then Mo we're just ready to have him back. And it's unbelievable when he's out there.
0: Yeah. Well, Pup is huge. Yeah. I mean, like, seriously, you're 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 looking at him out there. So it's the first time that it's not the first time we've seen him. It's the first like extended look that we've gotten to see because mm-hmm. we don't see we see bits and pieces, little snippets of practice. And you're like, well, who, who is this defensive end that they've got out here? Linebacker, you know. I mean,
1: he looks almost identical to Jordan Birch out there. Like, that's, it, that's who I would compare. And he's
0: to. wearing the same number know, as Jordan wore
1: he, last he year. Looks very similar.
0: Yeah. Well, and he, the thing about Pup is he is listed as the exact same like height and weight of like at least a couple of the edge guys on the roster. Yeah. He's <laughs> so like 6'4", 242. and it's like what, you know? But I mean, he can move, and he's a smart yeah. guy. Yeah. So, he moves well. So he's he's a good player. Yeah. No doubt about it. All right, give us some thoughts. So you get to go in practice and in the game every day against, obviously, the offense. So what have been your impressions of covering and, you know, knocking around in the trenches with Trey Knox, Josh Simon? Let's stick with those tight ends. Nick Elksness. I mean, what have you – completely new tight end room. Yeah. But some big, talented guys there.
1: Yeah, they are a super talented group. I mean, they played really well um, throughout the spring. Coming in, Trey knew a little bit uh, about the offense beforehand, I believe, um, just because he was at Arkansas yeah. with Coach Loggins. But um, they did a great job. I mean, Nick and Josh are, are physical dudes, along with Trey. Um, they run great routes. They're they're pretty hard to cover out in space. Um, you know, it's fun to go against them and, and kind of compete with them every day.
0: One of the storylines coming into this season, um, and, and there's a lot of them, you know, replacing some key guys on the defense. But – I know Coach Beamer and Coach White have talked a lot about run defense, right, like big priority. What have you all seen, and, and you don't have to give away you know, too much, any secrets right. or anything, but like what have you all seen last season that was maybe at the heart of the issues, and then what's kind of the emphasis being in trying to correct that and be better this season?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, at the root of it was just not knowing uh, what to do um, necessarily in this league. It takes one person to miss a gap and mm-hmm. it's a touchdown, honestly. Um, so you have to have all 11 guys completely tuned into the run and know exactly where their run responsibility is. And that's how you stop the run is everyone doing their job and not trying to do anything extra or special is just do your job and be able to stop the run. I mean, that's that's what it takes. And, you know, we weren't good enough at that last year. And this year I feel like it's another year This the same defense um, with Coach White. Uh, so. You know, guys are getting better at it. Guys are learning. Guys are adapting to the defense and able to play off each other better. And, you know, I think we're going to be a lot better at it this year. A
0: couple guys on the defensive line, to me, that flashed during the game in this big big discussion point. So Elijah Davis is uh, a scary individual. Um, I mean, inside, outside, he was wreaking havoc. And then then Brian Thomas Jr. was all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, you're lighting up when talking about him, but give me your thoughts on those guys just seeing them like progress throughout the spring because i think you know elijah's newcomer juco guy but this is his first time with the team brian played last year but he seemed to have really taken a step forward Mm -hmm. too
1: no doubt i mean those two guys are are phenomenal to play with and play behind they do they do their job to the to the best that they can do i mean they're, they're tearing it up every day um and i'll just start with with elijah he's fantastic like you said on the inside and outside which is pretty special um because right now we're pretty low in the edge department so you know we have to have guys that can flex out especially in a situation like that where we draft teams or whatever and so you end up with less guys or whatever in each position because i think brian ended up playing the whole game pretty much <laughs> pretty much um so those guys are super talented super special players um brian is so far, fast off the edge like he he can get to the quarterback quick like when you saw the hit on tanner bailey he got his arm as soon as he was thrown and yeah, I was worried Tanner wouldn't get up from that one. He smoked him, but um, <laughs> Elijah's always in the backfield tearing somebody up. So they do a great job. And I tell you, there's another guy, um, Donovan Westmoreland, yeah, who was in our room, but he had to go down and play edge, and I thought he did a great job. He's he's he plays a lot like Brian. They they both kind of fast off the edge, can use their hands really well. So they're gonna be super exciting to watch.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's a good call, Donovan. Uh, you know, both guys like. Kind of undersized, I guess, yeah. from a traditional I'm standpoint. Dumb. But, man, Donovan in high school played, I mean, he played literally, like, everything from safety to, like, they'd <laughs> line him up at nose tackle <laughs> just because he was so much quicker uh-huh. than everybody. Just He'd just get back there and just so much faster than everybody. Um, yeah. Any other guys? I'm putting you on the spot here a little <laughs> bit. But <laughs> who are there other guys that maybe haven't been talked about as much that, that uh. deserve a little love based on maybe – the spring game, but also just maybe the spring they've had in general or their leadership or anything you can think of.
1: Yeah, I tell you, a young guy that's coming along right now is um, is Quan Banks, and we, yeah. didn't, we didn't get to see him play a lot because he got mm-hmm. a concussion or whatever um, the first play is out there, but he did it by making a violent hit. Um, that dude actually took one of the biggest hits he delivered in a in a scrimmage uh, he came across, and he, he comes in there trying to hurt somebody. That <laughs> dude doesn't care about his body at all. I don't, he plays with – a different kind of violent and i love playing beside him um he's a great great player and i think he's gonna do you know great things this year so yeah just that's to watch him
0: that's another like a forgotten man i right. feel like kawan because he can play different spots for you oh, yeah. corner nickel safety, yeah whatever smaller mean. guy too but like yeah. you said like he just finds physical. a way yeah this is physical dude all right stone so it's been fun man one more segment uh this is the garnet trust hour on 107.5 the game back on the other side We'll talk a little bit more Gamecock football and a little bit more off the field with Stone Blanton, sophomore linebacker from Gamecock football. We'll be right back.
1: It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game.
0: All right, welcome back. Last segment here on the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. I'm Chris Clark. Thanks for tuning in. Garnet Trust Hour every Tuesday and Thursday here on 107.5 The Game at 10 a.m. until 11 and here, like I said, with our special guest Stone Blanton, for one more segment, we've been talking about all sorts of stuff: football, baseball, golf, food. Let, let's go to a little bit more food. Take uh, Stone. Let's go off the field a little bit. So we talked about your regimen. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm gonna get anything interesting from you though, because <laughs> you're so regimented, like with what you eat. Now, do, do you do you not have any? Like cheap meals anymore you still do that a little bit no i still do that a little bit i mean on the weekends yeah you, know,
1: you gotta kind of eat what, what, what you can so um i usually like to go to the store and buy you know chicken or whatever and, and
0: cook, cook some them. stuff up
1: yeah I just put it in there fryer i don't really do a whole lot to it so
0: hey <laughs> simple was good yeah i love simple it's, what's your um you have a specialty that you make no <laughs> <laughs> it's all
1: chicken and rice or chicken and pasta okay okay it's, I throw it in the air fryer, put some broccoli in the other side of the air fryer. And
0: no, uh, no weird food takes, then? No. You don't have, like, I like this weird, yeah. yeah. Very simple. I don't think this part of the segment's going to last very long. You don't have uh, any.
1: I think the weirdest thing, I don't even know if it's weird, but it was a new thing I tried from, because one of our teammates was saying it was pretty good, it was, like, put ranch in spaghetti. I don't know if a lot like I've heard know.
0: that one. It's pretty good. You I like actually, it? I actually do like it. I like spaghetti, and I absolutely love ranch, yeah. so I'm almost scared to try it because then I might. Had a bunch of ranch yeah. calories smoked <laughs> spaghetti. so That's right. I'm probably not going to try that one. Um, all right, so you mentioned special teams earlier, and I can't remember if you were talking about yourself or one of your teammates, but I want to talk about special teams, uh, mainly because I want to fit in as many Pete Limbo references yeah. as we possibly can. <laughs> all right, so Pete Limbo, do you have any stories for us about, about Coach Limbo? <laughs> He's an interesting guy. We, we always like to fit in Pete Limbo content. Yeah,
1: he gives nicknames to everybody, I think, is probably the funniest thing. What's, what's yours? I don't necessarily have one, but he likes to do like play on words. So I think we have a few Nicks in there. So it makes Nicky Bag of Donuts and <laughs> stuff like that. Just funny stuff. I and mean, I, forgot, I forgot. I've forgotten a few of them, but he, lots of uh, war references, too. Oh, yeah. Don't throw your hands up like the French army, something like that. Send <laughs> in his PowerPoints. <laughs> I
0: feel funny. like. You- I think I think I'll <laughs> properly credit Wes on this one. But Wes said I think it was Wes that said, um, like if you just called up Pete and you're like, Coach, um, our history professor at USC is out for the day and we need you to come teach this class. Like he could just do it. he could uh, probably do the whole I, semester. I fully believe he could. With he, no yeah, like no material. Hesitation. He wouldn't need a textbook.
1: No, I don't I don't think so. He would he would be on it. Be a phenomenal. <laughs> he's like a big history, history, big, guy. big history guy. Yeah. Trivia. He would definitely win some trivia. That's for sure. He he's really good though. Oh yeah, he's phenomenal. He and the stuff he teaches us, which is so good about him, is the stuff he teaches us crosses over to defense or offense, and I think that's that's you know one of the best things about special teams is, and especially that I've learned and. Like, growing to love special teams because when I came here, I necessarily was – I was pretty intimidated by special teams and kind of worried about playing and stuff like that because Coach Limbeau is intense, so it's – you know, he wants perfection. Um, but just, you know, really buying into it and listening to what he had to say and all that stuff. And he, he teaches so well, and, you know, he gets you better at defense, um, not just, you know, being able to play special teams. He
0: makes you a lot better at your position. Yeah, it's not a special teams drill. It's just a football right. drill, right? Yep. And you can use it for everything. Yeah, that's a good point. It's kind of, he and Coach Beamer seem to have kind right. of ingrained that, you know, oh, yeah. that, that line of thinking in everything they do. All right, so we talked a little about food. Um, any hobbies, like I know your big sports guy, so golf is probably your number one hobby, right?
1: Yeah, I
0: no do Do you just sit around and do anything like normal people, like TV, movies, like are you yeah. big? I'm a like, big
1: TV guy. Big yeah, TV guy? A movie guy.
0: I like that. Any faves? Any shout-outs? Anything you've caught recently on Netflix?
1: It's worth it. A- recently was Vikings and Night Agent, I think, were the two that I've been, been grinding to finish. I finished Night Agent, haven't finished Vikings yet. Those are two pretty solid. Kind of like Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, Viking, okay. Vikings is. Um, I think Game of Thrones is a lot better, but Vikings <laughs> is pretty good. Um, And then I just finished, I watched Iron Man 1 and 2 and 3 all over again, so... Oh, big Marvel guy, loves Marvel. Well,
0: Marvel. What about Star Wars?
1: Oh yeah, I love Star Wars. Okay, I think think Luke is the bigger fan of Star Wars, though. Luke Dodie? yeah, he's a big. He watches a lot of uh, Mandalorian. When we come home, he's he's got that on. So
0: you know, do you know Ethan Petrie from baseball? Yeah. So he's a big Star Wars guy. Like he was, he he came in here and I noticed he was staring at this, (laughs) at this Darth Vader head on the mixer. And he was just like staring at it, like smiling. I'm like, You're a Star Wars guy? And he's like, oh yeah. oh yeah. And he went the whole like he could rank all the movies and shows <laughs> and
1: everything. I don't know if I know it that well, but I do love Star Wars. I watch it probably usually once a year, like around Christmas time is when I when I end up watching. The originals? Yeah, the originals. Okay. Yeah. There you
0: go. So. shout out. No, Ethan Ethan knew the whole catalog. I mean, he knew everything from new stuff nah, to I the know. old stuff. That's a different kind of study right there. He's a he's a buff. The dude that dude he can play oh my gosh he can play he's a masher yeah he is he's so good he's fun to watch yeah the crazy thing too is like you talked about the confidence on the football field and i mean he he freely admits this like preseason like couldn't hit really? I maybe mean, he just wasn't hitting anything <laughs> you know and and he just he was obviously a really talented player but he's going through a spell and they adjusted some things and now he's absolutely masters in the country. Yeah, yeah I mean, into I mean, he just broke the, the freshman dagger, freshman home yeah. run record and they've had some pretty good baseball yeah. <laughs> players
1: come through here so he he is exciting to watch. I mean, his swing is so smooth too, but It is. Like you said, baseball I think is is more about confidence than football even cuz if you don't believe that you can get a hit, you're definitely not getting a hit. Yeah. <laughs> you can believe all that you want, and still not get a hit. So
0: It, it is tough. Yeah. Um th- when you were so coming up in Mississippi, you Wait, what college team were you a fan of? College baseball team? or football or both? Uh, Mississippi yeah. State was my. So you were a state fan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now you got recruited. So the late Mike Leach recruited you. Some. How, right. We have got to talk about. it. Yeah. You've got to have something interesting <laughs> on Mike Leach.
1: Oh man, Mike Leach was was a character. Um, he was one of the he was one of the most unique experiences about recruiting that you can have. I mean, the stuff he would talk about had nothing to do with football. <laughs> he would get on rants about rugby, skating, anything you could think of. And he, he came to our house and ate dinner and I don't think we had one football conversation. It was just kind of <laughs> just that kind of night. He just talked about his life experiences and had some funny stories and stuff. But he was a great
0: coach. So. Yeah. um did you did you follow the Carolina baseball program like from afar a lot? Last year or this year. No, just coming up. Just growing up.
1: I knew that they were really good. Um I think it was like 2013. Growing up kind of that. Yeah,
0: that was their that was their third straight yeah. title series appearance.
1: Cause I think that was around the time like Hunter Renfro and them were rolling through Mississippi state. Um I think it was around then. Yeah. Cuz I went to co- I went to the college world series forget right what year, but it was around that time. Um so I kind of heard about them but I never really um followed them that much.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm always fascinated by the fact that like I said earlier, Carolina's spot recruiting more in Mississippi now. Probably not even spot recruiting, like they're they're offering more guys, pursuing more guys, but like especially when you were getting recruited in the twenty twenty two class, there you I mean, there weren't many guys from Mississippi. So I like how did that get started? What was the connection?
1: I honestly I was offered by Muschamp to begin with. Um yeah. that's who initially offered me from South Carolina and then Coach White called me um after kind of the coaching change was just like hey i wanted to say um what's up and you know we're gonna offer you this staff is gonna offer you and keep your offer or whatever yeah um and i was like okay cool you know whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's south carolina i don't think i'm gonna go out there yeah um and then we just started you know building relationships and
0: you know rest is history you took that you took an official visit i think it was in the summer right yeah early it was yeah because i remember hearing about that and that was kind of the moment where you're like oh i may actually go here right
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. I was, I fell in love with it then, but yeah. then, you know, I didn't get to come back. So then I was back to, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I've been to Mississippi State growing up all my life and been old Ole Miss growing up all my life. Um, kind of deal because my brothers, my, both my brothers went there. Yeah. Um, my parents were to Mississippi State. So it was, it was just a tough decision. It was
0: torn. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what to do. What's well, a must do for somebody who hasn't been to Mississippi? I know that's a broad generalization because, you yeah. know. A big state, yeah. and you can go to a lot of different places. <laughs> but what 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 do you have to do? What, uh, where should you visit in Mississippi?
1: Visit, uh, and I don't know. Visit's tough because there's not a whole lot going on in Mississippi. <laughs> I don't know if you, you know they're not. But they're
0: I've been good. I've been to Starkville. Not yeah, a lot going on there.
1: Not a lot going on there. Uh, Oxford, Oxford's wait, cool. Oxford's more upbeat for sure. They yeah. got the square and stuff. But I think one of the things you need to do and experience is like a. Mississippi State versus Ole Miss, whatever baseball, football, yes, I mean, they get after it. Yeah, and like the baseball series I think just broke the record for most attendance ever at a baseball game with like seventeen thousand almost or sixteen thousand something. So, and it's loud and they hate each other and it's awesome. And
0: you, <laughs> you, you got to go. The Egg Bowl was a recruit, probably. Yeah. Did. did you get to go to one of them?
1: Yep. We oh, went. We went every year. you went every year anyway. My grandfather would come down and. Run out of place, and have the whole family there. Yeah. We'd have a good old time, and whoever lost would burn a hack' because we were state fans, they were all Miss fans. And... <laughs>
0: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, so last thing for you, Stone, real quick, as we uh, close out this edition of the Garnet Trust Hour, get, give us your real quick rundown on just under Coach Beamer, and now that you've been here this year two going in, how should Gamecock fans feel about this program, and how do you feel about the program and just kind of the trajectory going into the season?
1: Man, they should they should be really excited. I mean this this program is is definitely doing something special, and we all believe and have the same intent that we're we can take it all the way. I mean that's not you know a lot of people say that, but we actually believe it. Um, this team's culture has gotten so much better, even from the time that I got here. Like the culture now is is phenomenal, and when I was here last year, or whatever it was good and it just keeps building and keeps building and um i think juju made the comment in one of the team meetings he was saying you know what's the ceiling or whatever Dima was saying what's the ceiling or whatever and juju blurted out you know there is no ceiling um this this team is is destined for for greatness i think and um we have all the talent to do it lc was a part of the georgia national championship team and you know even he sees that you know we have what it takes to make it you just have to be able to really buy into what Coach Beamer is saying because everything he says is is true and I, I mean he knows a lot about football. He knows a lot about winning and he knows a lot about how to change a program to believe that they can win. Because when it comes down to it, you gotta have confidence. You can't, you know, hesitate. You can't uh think about anything negative, you gotta stay positive. And I think Coach Beamer does a great job about that is just keeping guys positive. Um people want to be in the building, people want to play for them. And, you know, we all love it here and I don't think we're going to see many guys leave. And, you know, transfer portal is a big thing. But, you know, our guys are, are pretty happy with the way they are. And, you know, they want to be a part of this team. That's we're going to have people coming in. You know, we're not going to have people leaving, I don't think. Um, we got a really selfless bunch. And we all want to see each other do the best that we can do. And we all want to, you know, take it to the next level and, you know, win a championship.
0: Good stuff. All right, Stone, I appreciate you joining me, man. That's Stone Blanton from Gamecock Football. It's been the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We are out of time. Up next, the Gamecock Central Takeover here on 107.5 the Game.
1: 18- plus.